0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer, overcomer. It's good to be a winner. It's good to be an overcomer, to be a conqueror, and even more than a conqueror, uh, so many people, even uh, church going people, are defeated in their minds and in life. They just, many have gotten to the point of despair, just to the point of just wanting to give up and quit. And, uh, you know, the, sometimes people say, you know, hurry up and, and, and come, Lord Jesus. Uh, come today. Uh, I owe money. And it's, <laughs> that's not the, the right thinking. The Lord's not coming. To receive a defeated church. He's coming to receive a glorious church. Is that right? And we are not to just, you know, try to hide somewhere until it's all over. We are to be those who are in the forefront, those who are believing, those who are fighting the good fight of faith. Well, it, it takes strength to do that. And um, if your spirit is never fed on spirit food, it cannot be strong. And so you need to be fed the right things. I mean, if you listen to the wrong things, it'll actually rob you of your faith and, and put confusion in you and that kind of thing. So it, it matters uh, what you listen to and what you watch and, and the books you read and Uh, the teaching and preaching that you listen to, it really, really matters. And you should always be examining it in light of the Bible. Always. I don't care how great a person they are and how much you like them. Don't just swallow everything that somebody says. Where is it in the Word? If it's really truth, That you can build your life on, that you can be sure of, you will find it in here in multiple places in the Bible. So get your Bible, uh, come on into the classroom, and let's believe God uh, for Him to open it up to us and us see good things from His Word today. Father, thank you so much. You're so good, you're so gracious, you're so faithful, you're so merciful and kind. Thank you thank you. It's because of your mercies that we have not been destroyed and consumed. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We ask you, Lord, feed our spirit and our faith, enlighten the eyes of our heart and mind and understanding, and help us to see what's you and what's not you what's right and what's not right, what's true and what's not true, what's good and what's not good. We ask you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for doing it. Amen. Would you please go in the great textbook to Matthew 15 today? We've been on a study on a series that we're calling Faith for Healing. Faith for Healing. And the way you get faith in God is by hearing what He has said. And the way you get faith for healing is by hearing what He has said about healing. And we have a lot in the Word about healing. Healing is a a spiritual thing that's manifested in the physical body. Everything happens in the unseen realm first. Then it shows up in the seen realm. If you want changes in your body, Uh, Spiritual power changes. Uh, It doesn't happen first in your arm or your leg or your kidney or your heart. It happens first in your believing. You know, the scripture said in 3 John 2 Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Well, that refers to the inner man. And so, Uh, As the inner man prospers, it's going to affect good things and good changes in the outer man and in your whole life. So uh, God's word about healing is abundant. And if we listen to it and let it change our thinking and let it affect our believing, it'll also begin to affect our bodies. Medical science verifies this that, you know, stress is a killer. (laughs) Well, stress is not a physical thing, and yet it affects the body. I mean, uh, muscles tighten up, heart rate increases, blood pressure goes up in response to an unseen thing. Can you see that, class? Unseen. Well, it, and, it's, and yet the effects on the body are very, very real. Uh, by, by contrast, the peace of God would cause you to relax, cause your heart rate to slow down, <laughs> cause your blood pressure to come down, right? Cause changes in your body, cause your digestive system to relax and, and you're not having problems in that area. Uh, so it doesn't take much to see the effect of the unseen on the scene. And that's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's a conviction about unseen things, unseen reality. Well, God, I mean, His reality is everywhere evidenced in His creation, and yet you can't just go put your finger on Him and and look at Him in this physical realm, and yet He's so real. His Spirit is. Is here his spirit? Is real? Is real, and his spirit will heal you. Do you believe it, class? His spirit will heal you, heal you. And when we're talking about divine power, there are no limitations to what divine power can do. So if you've been given up by medical science and and you've been told, well, there's no cure for that. You know, maybe one day, but but not today. Well. Today, there's a cure in spiritual power. There's no limitations. Uh, The healings we read about, these were uh, many, many, many years before even the developments that we have in medical science. And it didn't matter what was wrong. It didn't matter what man could or couldn't do. They still got healed. Is that right? And if they got healed, you can get healed. I can get healed. But it's not just all up to God. It is His will but we must learn how to lay hold of what has been so freely given. In uh, Matthew the fifteenth chapter, we have been looking at the healing of the Syrophoenician's daughter, and I want us to continue that today. You'll find it in Mark fifteen, excuse me, Matthew fifteen, and Mark seven. In Matthew fifteen, verse twenty-one, then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre, and Zidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, "Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil." We saw that that word actually means demon, not, not devil. Demon. Are these things real? Are there evil spirits? Uh, if you read, if you put this together with Mark's account, called this an unclean spirit. When you start talking about spirits, a lot of times people really, they get spooked. <laughs> they they're like, uh, it's kind of like we were a, a bunch of us ministers went out to eat uh, at a restaurant some years ago. It was a group of us, and and. Uh, we had just come from a, a meeting that was just real powerful and lively, and and we were making a lot of noise, I reckon. We were saying, hallelujah, praise God. We were, you know, and uh, there were some other folks there, and, and, and uh, one of the ladies... Uh, Tugged on a guy's sleeve as he walked by and said, "What? What is all this group?" And, and he said, "She didn't know, but she picked the liveliest one in the bunch. Man, I mean, it was one of the most fiery evangelists in our group." She said, "What? What's going on there?" And she said, he, "He said we just been to a Holy Ghost meeting." And she said, "Whoa, really?" Says, "Do do you wear a costume to that?" <laughs> Well, uh, unbelievers don't know, you know, the the language that that you're using, but these things are real, and they're not spooky, and they're not fantasy, and they're not imaginary. They are real. And we went into some detail uh, last week's lessons about how this is a woman of Canaan, we're told. Uh, Mark talks about her being a Syrophoenician. And... uh, The the cities of Zidon and Tyre are about, I don't know, 150 miles or so north of where Tel Aviv and Israel is now in the uh, region of Lebanon. And so this was not uh, a Jewish woman. She didn't grow up uh, exposed to the covenant uh, of God or belief in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And... um, we went back and read in, in Leviticus 18, I believe it was, about how God uh, charged His people not to live like the Canaanites did. And, and I mean, there's a whole chapter of things that He told them don't do, don't live like that. And a lot of it had to do with sexual vice and perversion and idolatry. I mean, they, they did human sacrifice with babies. They were involved in all kinds of incest and, and all kind of stuff. just, you know, why am I bringing that up? Because the question is, how did this woman's daughter get in this shape? How did she get oppressed, cruelly, uh, distressingly oppressed by this evil spirit? These things don't happen by accident. They happen, when you're exposed to and involved in things that are not right, that are ungodly. And, and so that's something we need to understand. And she had to make some changes uh, before she reached faith f- uh, for her daughter's healing. We'll see that in the passage. Because you think about it, if, if something wasn't changed, then whatever caused her daughter to get in that shape to begin with would happen again. Uh, So many times it's not just getting healed that's an issue or getting delivered, it's changes need to be made to prevent it happening again in the future or even getting worse. Mm -hmm. So um, the woman of Canaan, it says, she came and cried to him and uh, verse 23 says, he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. And he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. These two things uh, let us know that this is not the same type of situation as we've seen even in these previous nine accounts, because we have seen case after case where somebody came and said, Lord, uh, we need help. And he said, I'll come. Mm-hmm. Haven't we seen that? Mm-hmm. I'll come and heal them. I mean, uh, yes, I will. And, and immediately go and minister to them. But here, a different response. Initially, he doesn't even acknowledge her. He didn't, doesn't even acknowledge that she is there or that she is saying something. And when, when uh, it goes on and she keeps yelling uh, help me, help me, and uh, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the disciples get irritated with her and go, you know, would, would you tell her to go away? She's bothering us. And, and then he says, I'm not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now that lets you know there should be no ambiguity. This woman is not of Israel. Can you see this? Yes. So that's why it kept telling us she's a Canaanite. She's a Syro-Phoenician. You know, one famous Phoenician, you'll, you'll recognize right away, Jezebel. <laughs> she was, a, if I understand correctly, she was a princess of uh, the king of Sidon. And uh, so, you know, what did she do when she married Ahab? She tried to convert the whole country to worshiping Baal and all that perversion and junk. So we need to understand this woman is not even necessarily coming to receive God. She's not coming to say, I'm going to stop being a bell worshiper. I'm going to become a Jewish proselyte, and I'm going to have faith now in the God of Abraham. There's no reason to assume any of that. She wants help for her daughter. Can you see that? Yep. And that may be all she wants. And I have seen that more than once where people, you know, just in the spirit it's like they they don't want to get any closer than they have to to God to get what they want and then they're going back to their life. They don't really want God and they don't want, you know, him directing their life. They just want something he can do for them. Well, that's an issue. Right? That's that's an issue because all the blessings of God. The Scripture says all the promises of God. In fact, let's just look at it. 2 Chronicles, no, Chronicles. Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians one twenty. Second Corinthians one twenty. It says, "For as many, I'm reading in Amplified, as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes in Him." In Christ, and this is the reason we utter the amen to God through him, through Christ, and to the glory of God. All the promises of God find the the yes in him. Everybody say in him. In him. There is no salvation in any other name. There is no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. Now, a lot of folks don't like that. They're like, you know, well, there's a lot of religions in the world, preacher. And you're going to say that yours is the only one? No, not saying mine. I'm saying God, what he said. That is the only thing that's right. Now, if this Bible is not right, then God's not real. If God is real and this is his word, then all the other religions cannot be okay. Because he said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. Well, are we to believe that or not? Then if he says, I am the only way. To salvation, I am the only way to God, then all these other religions cannot be so. You can't have it both ways. And so, why am I talking about this? Because this woman, not being a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not being of the children of Israel. Remember what Jesus said? I'm not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What do we know? She's not in that group. Right? Well, why is that an issue? Because if you're if there's no covenant, there's no access. No access to what God has and what he can do. And everything that is available to us from God by the power of God, including healing and deliverance and every other thing, it all is available to us only because of Jesus. Only, only. And that's why it says all of the promises of God find their yes, find their fulfillment in Him. Oh, somebody say in Him. In, in Him, in Christ. This is not optional. <laughs> you can't come to the Father except by Him. You can't receive any blessing except by Him. He bought it. Amen. He paid for it. Amen. He gave us access. Come on, can you see this? And so she is, these things are not available to her or her Baal worshiping people. Because if you reject God, you isolate yourself from what he has and what he can do for you. Go with me to the book of Ephesians, if you would. Ephesians. Thank you, Lord. In The second chapter. This is so important. Um, This is not about religion. You know, sometimes people say, well, what what faith are you? And what they mean is, you know, are you Presbyterian? Are you, uh, you know, Catholic? What what are you? Well, there's only one God. And, And Timothy says there's only one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. And so I assure you, uh, you're born again. When you get to heaven, there will not be a Baptist part of heaven. (laughs) There will not be a Catholic part or a Pentecostal, you know, part of heaven. They go, well, now, who are you? Okay, you go to this part. No, (laughs) there is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, his church and the church he has built and is building that the gates of hell cannot prevail against, his church, his family. And the only way you get into his family is not through joining a church here on earth. You must be born again. You remember that's what he told Nicodemus, right? You must be born again. And when you're born again, The Bible says uh, you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. I mean, this is not uh, just a, a little bit of change in your thinking. Your spirit was dead and separated from God, and it has been made alive with eternal life, and you can never die spiritually. In fact, you will never even get old spiritually. Hallelujah. Though the outward man is decaying, the inward man is renewed day by day. And so, when you are born again, you are placed into uh, the body of Christ, into the church. Now, you are in covenant with God through Jesus. You have access. To God the Father in prayer by Jesus. You have a, a right to lay hold of healing and deliverance and provision and all these things by Jesus. Come on, can you see that? Yes. By Him. Covenant by Him. Um, in Ephesians 2, it goes into some detail about the differences of this. It says, verse 11, Ephesians 2 11, He said, Wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. That is the case of unsaved people. They are not in covenant with God because they have not accepted Jesus. And they are in this world without God and without hope. And unless they get saved, the only thing waiting for them is eternal damnation with the devil and his angels. And it's not because God chose it for them. It's because they chose to reject uh, the Son that the Father sent to save us. Can you see this? A lot of people don't like this. They they go, oh, you know, that's too harsh. That's too. That's the Bible. Amen. It's the Bible. Now you can make up your own stuff to believe, but that's not what believers are supposed to do. People get indignant. They go, well, well, I'm a preacher. I got a right to my beliefs, just like you do. Not if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian, you nor I have a right to just believe whatever we decide to. We're supposed to believe the word, what he said. That's what we're supposed to believe. Not creating our own standard of belief. It's already been given to us. And thank God it's revealed that Jesus did what we could not do. He, you know, God gave the law to his first covenant people. But the scripture said, you know, by the law, uh, no man was justified. All sinned and came short of the glory of God. And so uh, they could not attain to the righteousness acceptable to God by keeping the law. So what are we to do? We're just all undone. No, Jesus came. He, God became a man and functioned as a man, and as a man fulfilled all the requirements of the law, and then went to the cross and became the substitutionary sacrifice for us. And in so doing, he redeemed us, he paid the price, and gained us access To the Father to be accepted as perfectly holy and righteous just like Himself if we would receive Him. I said if we would receive Him. How many have received Him? I want to know. And you know that you know that you have received Him. Is that right? If you're watching and, and that has not been the case, don't wait another moment. We're going to pray with you right now. Everybody sit out loud. Father God, Father God I, believe in you, I believe in you and I believe in your son Jesus, I in your son Jesus that, you sent him that you sent him to pay the price, pay the price and establish this covenant, establish this covenant for, our sake, for our sake that we might be redeemed, that we might be, redeemed, that we might be saved Jesus, Jesus I, receive you, I receive you and all you have done, and all you have done I, receive, I receive the cleansing and washing, cleansing and of, washing your of your precious blood. I receive your righteousness, your righteousness, your holiness, your holiness. I, receive I receive your standing, your standing with, the with the Father. Thank you so much, Thank you so much for saving me. For saving me. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, friend, if you did that for the first time, you know, nobody has to tell you, you know something amazing has happened inside you. What happened? You've become a new creation. You have been born again. Not in your mind, not in your body, but in your spirit, inside. And oh, thank God that when, when you receive Him and you come into the family, into the kingdom of light, you now, we now have access to everything. <laughs> That God has given. In fact all of his strengths. And his abilities. Become available to us. Because we're in covenant. With him. Hallelujah. Somebody say I'm in covenant. With the almighty God. I am his. His is mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is astounding. It is far greater than we have ever dared to imagine. And that's it. Our time has come to a close today, but you can see we're just getting into this. You need to come back tomorrow. Let's go further. Let's find out what's been made available to us in this amazing covenant of God. We'll see you real soon, right here in Faith School. I've got victory, living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.